Beautiful people, welcome to another week of Pat's Interference. I'm gonna get right into it. I can see that you can see. We have a new, or I shouldn't even say new co-host. You've done this before. Yeah, back in 2017. Was it 2017? Was it? Pat was still in uh, in Orlando. Oh, wow. Yeah, I it's came been down, a minute. I came down for spring break and he was like, we're doing the podcast, you wanna join? And I was like, sure. And it, we had to uh, be on opposite ends in different rooms of his uh, apartment for like, I, wonder, I don't remember what I was doing I think, that, but I remember you doing it, yeah. I think I literally did from like the voice audio on my uh, <laughs> on my computer. I didn't like it was no special setup or anything. It was just like Well you filled it admirably that day. <laughs> uh, but I'm Patrick Brickman. This is Parker Rhodes and this is Pat's Interference, a college football podcast. Uh, we do a lot of stuff though. We talk a lot of stuff and we encourage you to talk along with us in the comments and ask along and engage with us. But um yeah, so Parker, uh, for the people that haven't listened in the last six years, tell the camera a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm Parker Rhodes. Uh, I've known Patrick Norwood since well, since we were 15, 14 years old. Oh, so yeah. we've known each other since uh, high school. Uh, grew up together, went to Alabama together. We're roommates uh, at Alabama and have obviously kept in touch and uh, remained really good friends. Uh, I met you, when was it? Probably high school or uh, college Probably my junior year. Yeah, I was going to say my my sophomore year. Had to have been your just, sophomore year. And we just kind of met through through Patrick and. But then um, we took an accounting class together. We did without oh, without I completely, Patrick. Completely forgot about which that. you were <laughs> very good. I was awful at accounting. I actually was I, I a pretty it. good I student. Uh, most of my schooling years, accounting may have been my worst class ever, and yeah. you helped me make a C in it. Yeah, I uh, that class helped me uh, learn that I didn't want to be an accountant. It helped well. me learn uh, that very quickly. I knew that was I was just my minor. I was in business. I knew <laughs> I wanted to do business, and then that class came around. and I was like, I've chosen not this. <laughs> so, so Parker is an old friend, but he's a new neighbor because you moved to Durham July, uh, August, when was August, beginning of August. Yeah, beginning so of August. So he hasn't now. been in Durham very long. How have you liked Durham so far? Yeah, it's good. Um, I live a little bit outside of the the actual city, so I haven't uh, unfortunately like gone into the city we'll a whole lot. Soon. Yeah, we'll we need to soon. we need to spend more time out there. Um, but yeah, I've liked it. It's it's been great. Um, gone to Bulls games and and being able to actually hang out with you guys because it's been about <laughs> four or five years since since we've really been able yeah, to. Yeah, you were spend living across the pond for a oh, while. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, when I moved back, I knew I wanted to go somewhere where I knew people. And Durham, with with you and Pat being here, was kind of one of the obvious choices, so. Well, we're glad yeah, you're happy here, be but one thing I do hate about you moving here is that oh, no. I'm no longer the person in Durham that's known Patrick Norwood <laughs> the longest, which is annoying, because I, I was always like, oh, I've known him longer than anybody here, and I, I used to get to flex that, so Sorry, no. <laughs> no, 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 you've known him the longest. You guys were high school buddies, you guys lived together in college. I have a really important question for you, and more for the podcast yeah. list, the thousands of them that have now joined us, <laughs> approaching millions, uh, and we are all dying to know a little bit about what Patrick Norwood was like in high school. Oh God! Tell us about uh, high school Patrick Norwood. I'm sure it was a he was a little pill. Uh, honestly, you, you know how he is right now. Uh huh. Basically the exact same, except in child form. <laughs> in like, child form. Like uh, I, it, it's yeah. He really hasn't changed that much. Like sense of humor, like yeah. just mannerisms, how he is. Like uh, very serious in certain situations, but then like. Like, do, like, doing, like doing the podcast, very, yeah. very serious, and then you know him outside, and he's just off the chains and uh, passionate about uh, 
college football, Alabama, obviously. And um, but yeah, I mean, the only real difference is we were immature, stupid high schoolers. Now we're immature, immature stupid, stupid adults. adults yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> well, speaking of Norwood, he's not here this week because uh, he is in Europe. If you watched last week, you saw Mary Caroline Sharp, my girlfriend, fill in. Uh, now Parker's here and he's in Europe. But he did leave us with a... A little bit of wisdom. Let me try to cue that up. I get to say cue that up, which is kind of fun. Amazing. Um, but yeah, he, he <laughs> sent us a video, I, I believe, in an Irish pub. Um, somewhere really cool. You're going to hear a lot of cool music while he's doing it because he was he was at a pub. But yeah, let's check in with him. He's going to tell us his thoughts on, on, on last week. Okay, so uh, two things I want to mention um, just for this podcast. I realized I released too many videos last week. That's insane. I should never do that again. Y'all are here to hear break, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so first things first, Alabama dominated LSU. I don't want to hear anything else. Um, Joe Monroe played out of his mind. We finally saw a game from him that we wanted to see for a long time that we were hoping to see against Texas, but that's why he played full college football season. All I want to say about that, because I know Brick's going to go into it way more in depth than I will, the Dallas Turner hit is unnecessary roughness. I don't think it's roughing, or it's uh, targeting. Um, I, I'm fine with that. It sucks. That, that's what it was. It sucks. It, it sucks that LSU's best player was hurt. Um, it, it sucks that his throwing momentum takes him to the left side of his body, and that's kind of it. Um, it sucks that Dallas Turner hit him on that side of his shoulder. That, that, it's, it just what it, it, it is what it is. Um, outside of that, that was a great game by Alabama. It's a complete game. It's what Saban wanted to see. The crowd was really awesome. Um, I'm sorry if the pub music is a little bit too hard here in Ireland, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, the second thing I want to bring up uh, and break something I want to ask you about is uh, the Michigan thing now. Like, at what point is it just too much? Like, at what point are we just done with this? Because the rule clearly states you cannot record any facet of any game against anyone. You can go to CFB Nerds on Twitter if you don't believe me. That is on the NCAA rulebook website, okay? That is their rulebook, and they say you can't do it. And yet this kid, look, I know he resigned. Michigan's still at fault. At some point, you have to take responsibility. And what is college football all about? It's about building better people. Right? This is what they say, and I'm not saying that this is what's true. What they're saying is they're building better people to be better human beings all around. And if we continue with this Michigan thing, that's not what we're doing. We're letting people cheat, letting people get away with it, we're pushing, you know, you're, you're passing the bill off to somebody else. So no, I don't believe this thing uh, with Michigan. Also imagine a world where you have, because this is very realistic, mind you. A one-loss Washington and Oregon, who the losses are to themselves, so one-loss Georgia, whose losses to Alabama, a one-loss Alabama, whose losses to Texas, whose losses to Oklahoma, who doesn't matter anymore because Texas wins the Big 12. Okay, let's sort that out. And then you have a one-loss Michigan, who's lost to an undefeated, or excuse me, a one-loss Ohio State, whose loss is to an undefeated Michigan. And if that's the case, how do you keep Michigan in after all of this? How do you, how do you take one of those teams out who has played clean, or at least, you know, we're not idiots here, has at least played to a point where they're not going to get caught, right? How do you keep those people out and keep an undefeated Michigan in when you have physically caught them cheating? So, Brick, I want to hear from you. I cannot wait to be back on next pod. I hope you have a good week. I love you very much. All of the, all the listeners, I love you very much as well. That's all. Goodbye. 
So, uh, yeah, the main things he hit on there, the Dallas Turner hit uh, in the Alabama game. Uh, he talked a bit about that. He talked about Michigan, you know, what the NCAA needs to do about Michigan, and, and a couple other things. Uh, we'll be touching on all that as we go along. We'll touch first on that Dallas Turner hit. But before we get into college football, let's get a little NCAA going. All right. I have not played this game in oh, it's maybe a decade. By the way, I haven't even mentioned this yet, but uh, we will take this stream and we'll put it on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Or if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, we thank you for, uh, for listening there as well. Uh, okay, so now while we get this loaded up, I'm going to start talking about some college football. Or we're going to talk about it together. Uh, we had really two games that could quantify as game of the week. I think you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So we'll start with the main one since we're talking Alabama. And I do think, you know, game day was in Tuscaloosa. Uh, this was the game of the week, although Washington-USC was another really good game. But, so Alabama beats LSU 42-28. 42-28 was the final score. And uh, you and I watched that together. We did. We've actually watched as many games together as we've not watched, I want to say. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think uh, we didn't watch Ole Miss because I was out of town and maybe one other, but the rest of them yeah. we've, we've watched together. Yeah. Hell of a game, especially yeah. the first Amazing. half. Yeah. The first half was about as good of a first half of yeah. football as I've watched in a long time. Just with, the, yeah. just with the stakes and the rivalry and, and everything and the, and the quarterbacks going back and forth, lots of offense, very little defense yeah. in that first half. Uh, and we'll, we'll start there. I mean, really riveting football. Uh, what do you think of what happened in the first half of that Alabama-LSU game? Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, as as a Bama fan, uh, the uh, the first half especially was like ridiculously stressful. <laughs> it was. Um, but like afterwards, looking back on it, like uh, like it it was objectively one of the best games of the season. Like like not just an Alabama game, like of any team. There were three or four of those best games, you know, quality of the season, but. The second half, we've been joking all, all season long on the podcast. Anytime we talk about Alabama, I hate the phrase, a tale of two halves. Like, yeah. I feel like it got overused. And, I, you know, I worked in sports media. And it was one of those phrases that, that anchors and producers would lean on. We'd, yeah, always, yeah. we'd always say, tale of two halves. And it, it, would, it would wear. But really, that is what Alabama has been. Oh, God, that was bad. It's, it's hard to avoid the tale of two halves <laughs> Moniker with this team because that's they they, they come out. I, I don't even want to say Alabama started slow. Would you would you no, qualify this, that? Like uh, again, I I hate that too. Like it's just one of those like phrases that everybody says. But at the same time, like it's kind of true until this game. This mm-hmm. was the most complete game that I think Alabama's played. Yeah, aside like, from the cupcake were, Middle Tennessee State Week One game, this is by far the most consistent good football they've put together in 60 minutes of football. Yeah, Not, it was for all, sure. It wasn't perfect, and it never will yeah, be against, uh, had... against LSU. But it was a, a heck of an effort. Uh, and, and really the story of the game are the two quarterbacks. right? Yeah. Jaden Daniels, especially in that first half, looked like he was really going to put him in position to win the Heisman. If they won, he was playing the type of game that wins Heismans in college oh, football. Oh, for sure. Like, Beating Alabama in Alabama is one of the quickest ways to guarantee that trophy. If, if they had won that game... It, it was his to lose. Like they, he he was winning that Heisman unless he did something ridiculous. And if, and if I told you going in that that LSU wouldn't punt, I don't believe they punted except maybe once. They yeah they. What chance yeah, would you given Alabama to win that game if I told you that LSU punted once? Oh, like five percent, ten percent, almost nothing. But here's the difference: Jalen Milrow, who we have not spoken too glowingly of this year. Oh, Nobody yeah. really has spoken. Too glowingly of him because he hasn't played 
at that level, but he matched Jaden Daniels, the Heisman leader, probably coming into Saturday, drive for drive. It was insanely impressive what he was able to do. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that like if Jay, if Milrow had played the way that he played in that game the entire season, he would be the the Heisman front runner. He, right. he played he played pretty much a perfect game as a quarterback in in, in the SEC. Like he so, he what four four touchdowns I think. Yeah, four on the ground and he, the and ground, he was hitting and, his like, passes. I mean, he wasn't wild. he didn't have any turnovers. He didn't really throw any insane balls that I thought should. He had that one miss. Remember the wide open touchdown yeah, yeah, that he yeah. missed. And you hate to see that, but he followed that up a few plays later with a scramble touchdown, uh, which, which you know, means he covered that up pretty well. But what what do you think it was the fact that they played called plays for him? Do you think it was a confidence thing, a decisiveness thing, game planning? What 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 flipped that switch? Because we haven't yeah, seen that I, version of him. I I I honestly I think it's a combination of everything. I think he he finally got confidence to run like to run the ball Mm -hmm. but I think part of that is is Tommy Reese started calling his number yeah and like was like you can you can do this like you have the ability to run the ball um so go ahead and do it and he did uh given that opportunity like he played out of his mind say you haven't played in a while you've got a nice little drive going here it's, it, we'll see. I don't want to jinx it, see, but I mean, you're moving watch, the ball. Watch me, watch me throw a pick on this play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's exactly what happens every time we start talking like that. But, no, I mean, we've been waiting. Like that. There it is. <laughs> Immediate. I'm going to let you play the defensive drive, too, to let you get oh, your God, wheels under you, too. Um, you know, we've, we've been begging him to run the ball. And we didn't know if it was a Tommy Reese not calling run plays for he him. Did, he just all season looked tentative. Tentative like was, to run. He, he was so scared to run. That was That's really been one of my biggest complaints about him as a quarterback is everything he does seems like he doesn't believe in what he's doing. Seems like he's trying to avoid getting chewed out. I have to think that somebody pulled him inside and said, do what you do. If you don't, we don't win this game. Yeah. Just play. Don't be yeah. afraid of making mistakes. We're not putting in... We're not putting in Simpson or Buckner. You're you're good. You you are the guy. Stop you looking ha- over your shoulder. You have the legs to like make this work. So go out and do it. And and whatever they said to him, it it worked. And he so. is he is that top tier level scrambler. He is, he is a Jaden Daniels level For scrambler. Sure. Or uh, I, I don't want to put him in Lamar Jackson territory necessarily, but he's he's that next tier below what a Lamar Jackson or Mike Vick. I mean, he can. He's just, he's not far off of that either. No, yeah. throwing wise, he's definitely no Lamar Jackson. He has Mike a Vick lot yet. of work there, <laughs> and he still needs to work on that. He's we we were even saying during the broadcast, he's probably a beat or two slow. Yeah, you know when when he's trying and to he, pick up, and he has too many situations where he overthrew, like the the wide open touchdown right. that he missed. But this isn't even the week to complain about that because he easily just played the best game of his oh, career. And sure. what I call, if you take in the circumstances of the game and 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 where the game was and and take the proper context that is one of the best performances that a Nick Saban quarterback has had yeah it was gutsy it was up there with the best of of two his performances or Jalen Jalen Hurts it or... was it was and 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 we won that game and because of the way he played is the reason we won that was, game was, in my mind, was there... the defense played really well the second half but we don't win that game if Jalen Milrow doesn't oh, take that. One hundred percent. Like, have we ever had a Bama quarterback that you can remember that scored four touchdowns on? No, actually, on I own? believe I believe I Norwood's in the comments telling us that that's that's the Alabama record. Like, that's wild. <laughs> he played out of his mind. Anyway, so Milrow with a oh, performance that put him on the map national wide. I mean, he's now in the top. Six or seven yeah, of Heisman. He's, he's not going to win Heisman, the top five, but he's now he's in the national conversation. Uh, but the other quarterback, so Jaden Daniels was was 
doing very similar things. Yeah. And unfortunately, with seven minutes left in the game, he took that hit from Dallas Turner. Uh, I actually got to tell the full story because I feel like the full story needs to be told. He was down on the floor, and they went to commercial and came back. So it was definitely in that five minutes range. It was a while. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a while. He was down, face down for a lot of it. Uh, eventually, they turned him around. He even still looked limp as they turned him around. Then he sat up. He looked woozy. He went to the sideline. Garrett Nussmeyer comes in. He, he runs one play. And then Daniels trotted right back out. Yeah. And we were both sitting in this living room going, what you, the hell's you, going on? You cannot do that. And, and I immediately <laughs> had flashbacks to what I saw with Tua in the Bengals game and after the Bills game. And yeah. I was nervous. And not because I wanted him out of the game. And it's going to sound like that because I'm an Alabama fan. But he didn't. I mean, he clearly wasn't fit to play football. And he went yeah. out. Luckily, somebody. He, he I, very clearly came down <laughs> on his head, like on the back of his head. Yeah. It's like, uh, you did not look at him. I, I would love to know who decided on the LSU sideline to call that timeout and take him out of the game for good where he belonged because yeah. they probably saved a lot of hell that would have come Brian Kelly's they way. They saved somebody's job. Somebody was getting fired if he stayed in there. And, like, and obviously that doesn't compare to, like, he could have injured himself way worse. But, like, that was that was just well, a I don't dumb know. decision. I don't know what happened if he'd taken another hit. I mean, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but... For some reason, nobody's talking about the fact that he came back out on the field. All anybody wants to talk about is the hit that Dallas Turner played on him. I don't have it queued up or anything, but you can go look at it yourself. There's been a lot of back and forth from fan bases about whether or not it was a legal hit, whether it should have been penalized at all, or should have been called targeting. Was it dirty? Was it not? A lot of lot of discussion about this one hit. Uh, you heard Norwood during his um, his video talk about you know, he was saying that he didn't think it was targeting. It was roughing the passer. And I do think that that is where most people are landing on it. See, I, I disagree. I don't, I don't even think it was roughing the passer. Okay. Like, he, so he, he came in and his momentum carried him in there. He, you look at it at slow motion and, yeah, you could call anything It always looks like roughing, roughing the, passer the passer in slow motion. motion. But at full Unless speed, at full speed, yeah. <laughs> at full speed he, is, he is at a full sprint nobody blocking him basically so he's at full speed when he hits him and it's a split second second from the time the ball leaves his hand to contact like mm -hmm. it wasn't even roughing the passer he he got he caught him upper chest to to chin area um no crown of the helmet no anything like he basically yeah. came up into him and i i don't think it should have been called i agree the with you there on the bang bang of it I don't know the rule on any... Okay, because I know in the NFL, if you make any contact with the quarterback's yeah, yeah, head, yeah. right? With your hand, with your elbow, with any... If you touch his head, that's a, that's, a, um, that's a penalty, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I do know that Turner's... The top of his helmet hit the bottom, I suppose, the face mask-ish yeah. area of, of, of Daniel's helmet. If that's what caused the call, then I agree with it. I, I don't know that timing-wise it was there. Sometimes I believe they do just call hard hits still, but I guess I'll take over. Anyway, I don't agree that it was that it was targeting that he needed to leave the game, and they reviewed it and they didn't call it targeting. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about that. I think Norwood pretty much covered it on his end, but yeah. At the end of the day, it was unfortunate that he got hurt because it was such a good game. Like I, nobody. I was wants really to bummed. Yeah. I was bummed that Daniels got hurt. Yeah. I mean, I, I want. I didn't want him to come back, but like. I won't lie that I do believe there's a chance that Jaden Daniels could have led that comeback with the way he was oh, playing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. stalled on offense and yeah. LSU got one stop or something. 
it would have been a heck of an effort. I don't think it's likely that it would have happened. It did yeah. put a damper on the game. I will say that. It was it was a bummer to see him get hurt, but you know, they they say that's part of the game. Um my next my last really discussion topic on Bama LSU was is, you know, six weeks ago the idea that Alabama would be in this position, right? Be seven and one, still in the top ten, controlling their destiny. I mean, that was laughable. Yeah. We were so out of sorts. Uh how do you feel about Bama right now? Yeah, well, I mean, first I off, uh, oh, God. <laughs> We're doing great, bud. Yeah. Uh, so, no, 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 it's all you. Uh, so, you said six weeks ago it was laughable, seven weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. Even two and a half weeks ago, halftime at the Tennessee game, I still thought we were a four-loss team. And then something clicked, I feel like, at halftime of that Tennessee game, and, and we've, we've looked good and gotten... Steadily better. Um, but yeah, I mean, even after after the USF game, like I, I thought we'd be lucky if we only had four losses. Right. I was thinking Tennessee was a loss. Texas we had already lost to. LSU. And then perhaps K- Kentuck- Miss, Kentucky perhaps a lot of teams. Like, so were... how do you feel about them right now, sitting here on the couch? Uh, if, we, if, if we play the way that we played in this LSU game, nobody... Nobody beats us until potentially Georgia and the SEC. Yeah. Like Kentucky, I think we beat just fine. Um, then we've got our cupcake, whoever uh, Chattanooga, I think, and then uh, Iron Bowl. Um, I'll take it a step like, further. I'll take it to: Can Alabama win out? Can they win it all? When I say win out, beat Georgia and win two playoff games. Can they do that? Can one, we? One yeah, one? we we can. Uh, Georgia's scary. <laughs> Georgia scary. Georgia scary. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. Uh, we have the potential again if we if we play like we did uh, through most of this game in, uh, against LSU and um, like the second half of the Tennessee game. Nobody beats us. Nobody yeah. in the country beats us. Um, so yeah, it, it if we can keep up that like improving every week and and making the adjustments we need to. Um, now that Milrose kind of like hit his stride and like mm-hmm. knows that he can be a weapon, um, not just through the air, but like in general, then yeah, we, we can win out. Um, so that was I mean, the first game. I think Alabama played a national championship level game for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to move on to the other really riveting game of the week quality style game. And that was Washington beating USC 52 42. I'm going to pause the game so I can look at my notes. Um, the, the Another quarterbacks game. I mean, that was yeah. last year's Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, against Michael Penix, who was probably about tied with Jaden Daniels for the lead coming in. That really lived up to the billing. On top of that, the rushing attack from both teams, but especially Washington's uh, Dylan Johnson, 256, four touchdowns. Hell of a game. Four, Washington's four been touchdowns? Some, yeah, four touchdowns. Jeez. With 256. I mean... Some really, really good games that Washington's played so far this year. How seriously are you taking Washington on a let's go win it all? Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're good. Uh, I mean, obviously they are. They be, they beat Oregon. Um, Oregon is still in the picture. Um, like I, I still think Oregon could make the playoffs. Um, but uh, I think Oregon and Washington are probably going to play in the Pac-12 championship game, and mm-hmm. that is going to be an incredible rematch. Um, but yeah, that, I that's mean, they, game they, of the year right there. Yeah, As of right sure. now, that yeah, and Bama, Georgia, if they do end up meeting. I mean, that is one of the better 
conference championship weekends I can think of just with everything that's going. Um, what happens to Georgia if Alabama beats them? Oh, we're getting there. Uh, okay, we're going to keep talking about um, Caleb Williams. I'm going to ask about him. I'm going to go off script a little bit before we dote too much on Washington. Caleb Williams. Heisman winner last year, so he was obviously the favorite coming in this year. USC has dropped three games. Is it three in a row? Not three they, in a row. They won last but they, week, they dropped right? three games, and, and, and he, has been, he has been Heisman worthy. Yeah. So has Jaden Daniels, right? They've both been Heisman worthy, but let down by two horrific defenses. Yeah. USC and LSU's defenses are both atrocious. In my, in my opinion, if LSU had a defense, they're the national champions this year. Yeah. Who's more upset than that right now, though? LSU fans or USC fans about the way their season's turned out, given everything they had on offense going for them? USC fans, I think. Um, I, th I think, like, USC fans came into the season, like, with Caleb Williams, Heisman winner. Like, they had... They, they, they thought that they were going to dominate, I think. And, and they looked like they were going to dominate early in the season, too. So, like, I, I think they're probably the most disappointed team in the country besides maybe Clemson. Yeah, this and, year. and that, and, like, and, 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 you know, USC hasn't real, they haven't been to a playoff, uh, and they haven't won yeah, a championship yeah, since yeah. we were kids with Reggie Bush. So, uh, well, probably yeah. 2005, four, I think it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would agree. I would think that, and they they fired the defensive coordinator. I mean, he's gone. He's he's when jobless. Did they, right when did now. that happen? That was yesterday. Oh, did they really? A couple weeks too late, but um, yeah. I mean, USC losing essentially eliminates them from the Pac-12 title chase, uh, which I would have liked to see Caleb Williams in that game again. But Penix and Knicks is is looking a little bit better right now. Uh, so, like I said, with Washington and Oregon playing. If that if if the chalk holds, if they play in the Pac-12 championship, that's got to end up being what the most watched Pac-12 game ever. I mean, it'll be the it's last one in a long time. At least it'll be two oh, dudes yeah, I didn't even think trying to win the Heisman against each other and go to the playoffs. It's like you know, the Pac-12 is dissolving, yeah. uh, not by their own choice, but they're dissolving yeah. next year. That's gonna be a hell of a game. Yeah, that's crazy to think that it will be the last Pac-12 game ever. But what and I don't understand right now, and this this is a little annoyance I have with, with, with the way that this is being talked. I don't understand why Michael Penix Jr., as it stands right now, isn't the guy that the media is talking about as being the easy, basically walk-off Heisman winner right now. The, yeah. the far-and-away leader. He's beaten Oregon and USC. He's beaten a Heisman winner and a team that was in the top, what, four when he beat them. He's won all of his big games. He's come up in big and big moments. When Joe Burrow was doing this, we treated him like royalty. When yeah. when Marcus Mariota was doing this, we treated him like royalty. Why why is it Penix getting the automatic like unless he's beaten, he wins the Heisman treatment right now? Because he plays for Washington. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he plays for Washington and not not Oregon. And he transferred from Indiana. Like, like, I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly why I just kind of needed you yeah, to say. So it. it's a it's a combination of that and the fact that I think the the next two. Uh, People on the list are uh, uh, Jaden Daniels, who is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then Bo Nix, who is in the same conference and putting up stupid numbers. So but you like, would just think in a year where Bama doesn't really have a true Heisman contender, Ohio State kind of does with, with Marvin Harrison Jr., but he's not really putting up Devontae Smith numbers, which is kind of what you're going to need to do to win the Heisman as a wide receiver now. 
Michigan doesn't really have one. You would think that just him standing alone would be yeah. enough. I mean, you could put Bo Nix up there, except the fact that he didn't win his big game. Uh, if, if they if they win the Pac-12, he he wins it for sure. I think if they lose the Pac-12 championship, um, then then Bo Nix, I think, will probably end up taking. Like like not only is that does that have playoff like implications, but the winner of that probably takes the Heisman. I think if Chalk holds the winner, that should win the Heisman. Yeah. But before we go to the next game, we have some uh, oh, comments do that I want to get to. Um, what happens to Georgia if Alabama beats them? Oh. That's a tough one, honestly. It depends on how Because like, we're looking at such a weird like hodgepodge of potential one-loss oh. conference champions. Texas could be one. Either Washington or Oregon could be one. Michigan, Ohio State could end up being one or undefeated. Florida State, really the easiest thing for the playoff committee is if Florida State loses because then that gets rid of an entire yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah. But if they hold, if they go undefeated, they have to be in just by virtue of being undefeated. So this is a weird year. Actually, I don't know that I think Georgia gets in if they lose to Bama. I don't think that they'll be in. Yeah. Um... I think it would better serve them to lose to Ole Miss this week and then beat Bama, they'd still be in. But I think if they lose to Bama in that game, and Bama will just end up having to be the SEC yeah, because the, team and, that makes it. I don't think there's going to be two teams from a conference this year. Yeah, because I think it's the, the, winner, of the winner of the Big Ten gets in, whether that's right. Michigan or Ohio State. Um, loser of that doesn't, even though they're going to be one loss. Mm-hmm. Um, Winner of the SEC, Bama or Georgia, most likely. Um, winner of the Pac-12. Um, that's three easy, right? That's there. three easy. That's three easy. And right then there. I don't see Florida State losing. They're getting it. like right. they have. If Florida an easy, State lost, you could maybe. If Florida go, State Georgia lost, deserves then, to be in over a one-loss FSU, even though they won their but conference. Then, ACC is so down this. But year. then Georgia loses, uh, and uh, Washington loses. But then you got Texas. If Texas, well. Texas wins could, out, you know. Yeah. It, so I don't know that Georgia gets in if they lose. Like like you know they did two years ago when Bama beat them, but yeah. there weren't enough other good. T- and Georgia's defense was so insanely generational that year that they had that going for them. But Georgia really hasn't been that level that they were the last year. They're winning, which is yeah, they're, good for them. They're still uh, really good. They're just not, especially their defense isn't <laughs> the same level that it's been. Who has a better special teams between Alabama and LSU? <laughs> well, you know Spencer's going to ask questions about special teams because that's his side of the ball. Uh did I catch that? I would say, despite the fact that Alabama missed two field goals in the game, Will Reichert is one of the best kickers in the country, and Burnip. Yeah. Alabama was recently ranked the best, kick, the second best kicker punter combo in the country. Behind who? But we don't have a great returner. I don't know that LSU does. It's pretty even. I'll, I'll go slightly Bama because they have two seniors kicking and punting. Uh, they just have upperclassmen that that have been. I mean, Alabama's kicker set the record for kickers. Points by a kicker in college football history uh, this weekend, actually. So I'll go Alabama. Uh, Ohio State is the next team I want to talk about. They struggled for a long time with Rutgers. Yeah. When I came here to see you on Saturday, (laughs) they were losing. They were still losing when I got here, uh, nine to seven. They were losing for a a pretty big chunk of that game. Um, There was a pick six in the second half that put it away for Ohio State. But my question for you is, because they won. Do we care anymore? Is this feels like the old, the kind of game we only really care about at the end of the day if they lose, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're on a collision course to Michigan. If they don't lose before then, it's it, the story will be the same. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Like either way, they won their game. Like oh, that was dumb. <laughs> um, 
yeah, they won. They won their game. Like it wasn't close at the end of the day. Like yeah. Um, I mean, every team here, like you want to talk about struggle wins. I mean, just look at Alabama the entire season. Struggle so, like, wins it, about Rutgers though. Yeah. Struggle wins against Rutgers I mean, we, and stuff. We, we, struggle, we struggled against USF. South, yeah, South Florida. So <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that's a fair yeah. point. Um, uh, and there's not much too much more I want to go into there. Um, it was a good game though. The first half of that game it was, was like good really game, good. For real, fun though. to watch. Yeah, uh, Georgia beating Missouri thirty to twenty one. Actually, I have a fair amount of things I want to say about this game. Yeah, that game was uh, not as close as I had thought it would be. I, I legitimately thought it would be a a three point four point game. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of surprised that. Uh, like the that score ended up was kind of being within one or two scores the whole way through, yeah. but I never really felt like Georgia was going to lose. Yeah, no, they they had it. What surprised mm-hmm. me though is the way that Georgia had been playing the couple weeks before. I really, really thought Georgia had like very much turned the corner, as in they're right back into the two-time defending national champ scene, and they are going to run the table. I yeah. didn't think that any team was going to beat them, but Missouri showed. That you can, they still have those beatable moments that we saw earlier in the season. Now, Missouri's a good team. We've talked a lot about them on the podcast for that reason. Luther Burden's a great receiver. Cook's been, for the most part, getting the job done at quarterback. Uh, they've beaten good teams. They've given other good teams like LSU Fitz. And they gave Georgia some trouble. Um, okay, my next question. I'm going to pause because I want to read this whole question. I like the way I typed it up. Uh, so, Georgia has a loss the game in... We're going on very nearly now two calendar years. Jeez. It's been almost two full calendar that's, years since they've lost a football game. Uh, since stupid. Bama beat them with Bryce Young two years ago in the SEC championship. Oh, jeez, you're right. Now, they've got Ole Miss this week, which is a lot tougher of a game than it looked like a month ago. Tennessee, who's still pissed off. Uh, Alabama, who's going to be looking to make the playoff yeah. if Alabama makes it there. But likely, those are the three of their next four games. That is a gauntlet of a month. Yes, they they could very really realistically not make the SEC championship. Yeah, they could lose. If they if they lose to Tennessee and Ole Miss, and Missouri wins out, Missouri's only got one one SEC loss, right? Or do they? They got two. Who was their other one? Uh, Whoever. um, Who did? uh, Did they lose to Ole Miss? I think it was. Oh yeah, I mean they yeah, lost so. they lost one earlier in the season, uh, kind of early on to like A and M or Ole Miss or something. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't. They they basically clinched it at this point. But it, realistically, they could enter the SEC championship with two losses. What what percent chance would you give them to lose a game? I want to ask Win out there. What percent chance would you do you think that they you know they might actually drop one of those games? Uh, I think there's a more realistic chance that they lose to Ole Miss. Um, like they they very well could lose to Tennessee, yeah. but like Ole Miss is sneaky. They, like people are not like talking about them as much as right. they should. Like they showed up in the first CFP rankings as number ten, and I was like, wait, really? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, their one loss is to we Alabama. All did like we they... all did the same thing with them, <laughs> which is wake up. I think last week probably it was for me. I don't know if it was for you. Yeah. And realize like yeah, they've got one loss. Yeah, like if Bama loses to LSU, right? Like they're they're in the lead in the West. Yeah, like, like, yeah Ole Miss is winning the West if Bama loses Saturday. Like, I did not see that coming. Uh, I think Tennessee is the one that will trip them up if they get tripped up because that game is on the road. Tennessee's looking for revenge from last year. Yeah, Tennessee's still pissed off. They don't like the way that the second half of their season's gone. Uh, they think they've been forgotten about. I think they're going to be looking to, to to get to play spoiler for Georgia and be the team that knocks them off and, yeah. for the first time in two years. Yeah, and I mean, they just came off of 
a joyless murder ball kind of game right. where they, I don't remember who they played, but they were ruthless Should to them. I'm excited uh, so. to watch that one. Uh, Texas, there were so many near upsets on top of the other upsets. Yeah, it was, it was the closest, like this entire week was like the closest to being a true chaos week. Like from the, from the very beginning at, at 12 o'clock game started until the very end, I was like, we are so close to chaos week and yeah. then it just didn't happen. There were a couple upsets, but like we very well could have had like 10 upsets. Um, hold on, hold on. Where, where are we here? Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Longhorns. Pretty lucky to still be in the college football yeah. playoff right now. I mean, they, they had every chance to lose that game. And What, what do you think about K-State going for it? Um, I hated that play call at the end. I like going... Oh, no, I didn't like going. This is one of the rare times where I actually don't like them going for the touchdown. I think that they played such a, a clean game. Yeah. Uh, so basically what happened was, was um, it went to overtime, and Texas kicked a field goal to open up their end. So yeah. Kansas State wins it with the touchdown. They had fourth and goal. And instead of kicking the field goal, they decided to go for it and from win like, it. From like the three, I think. Three, it's not about four, the three. three about, a, about a two-point conversion. And I usually am pro go for it in that situation. Especially if you're... Because K-State was at home and they were the underdog. Yeah. Like, yeah, go for it. And that wasn't a chance where I felt one team was like, you know, that they were lucky to be in it. Oh, I think they baller. were going tit for tat with them for, forever there. So, And then the play call was just atrocious. And that was the yeah. end of the game. And and, and, and Texas is, is lucky to still be alive. Uh, they've had their fair fair share, sorry, fair share of troubles since they beat Alabama, which is still the win of the year in college football right now. Nobody says that, but it's true. Um, they need Quinn Ewers back really badly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And not that Malik Murphy is terrible, uh, and I do think he'll make a good quarterback for him if he's the one that ends up starting next year over Arch Manning. But, um, but I mean, Quinn Quinn Ewers was like until he got injured was. The front runner or one of the front, one of the front runners, runners for, for the Heisman. For the Heisman. Yeah. Like, yeah, Losing like, to Oklahoma didn't help his cause, but he was right up there towards the top. Sure, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, he's that guy. I mean, he was the guy that was the number one recruit in high school. He's there to win games like that, and, and, and it'll be good to see him back. Here, and then Texas had a great, despite the fact that they nearly lost to Kansas State, who they should never really lose to, they had a fantastic weekend. Texas fans are up this week. They're so happy right now. Yeah. Because Oklahoma lost in the yeah. last Bedlam yeah. game ever. <laughs> Oklahoma going to the SEC next year, just like Texas. Uh, so they won't be playing Bedlam anymore against Oklahoma State. And they lose 27-24. My goodness. Yeah. Is Oklahoma, is, can you think of more of a, of a team that, that peaked too early than Oklahoma? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, that was... They exited the playoff discussion as quickly as they entered it. Yeah. They beat Texas. They were right there. I mean, ESPN, FBI was giving them, what, a 75% chance? to make the playoff, and they lose to Kansas and Oklahoma State in back-to-back weeks, looking pretty horrible along the way while doing it. Yeah, so, so I mean, did they... I didn't watch much of that game. Did they, like, actually look really bad, or did Oklahoma State actually... They just don't... They weren't making swinging. the plays they are making in the Texas game. Like, yeah. Texas should have beat... Texas is a better football team than Oklahoma, yes, but Oklahoma yeah. matched with them and kept making big play after big play. And I think we just... I think Texas may have just underplayed against Oklahoma more than Oklahoma being what we thought that they were when they won that game. Yeah. Which is a bummer. I, I really wanted to see Texas and Oklahoma play again. I don't know. I, play one I, last I, time I, in the Big 12 championship before they both go to the SEC to go to the playoff. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be that'd Would have be been fun, a great storyline time. I, I always just like, Oklahoma State's one of those teams. It's like I have no allegiance to them, but like it's like them and Oregon State. I have no idea why these two teams, but it's like well, people it's always them up all the it's time. Always, yeah, the but, but it's always fun to watch them like beat their like big brother rivals. Uh, yeah. So like 
I was cheer cheer for them to to take one home. Uh, the last game that I want to really kind of break down and dive into uh, is the Ole Miss 38-35 win over Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, again, like I was saying, like I don't. It, it had to have maybe even been as late as Wednesday last week. This is week ten of college football, and we all look up and we go, Lane Kiffin's got one loss, and it's to Alabama. If Bama loses, <laughs> they're going to go to the go play Georgia, and they play them in two weeks. Oh my goodness gracious! Like. I, I've not. I've never been a, a November Lane Kiffin believer. That's been my thing with Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Is his his football acumen seems to really die down the longer you go into the year. The one year that it didn't, in my mind, was the year that Alabama won the title with them with with Derrick Henry. And it's, I mean, it's because his job was easy. He just kept handing it off to Derrick Henry. He yeah. didn't have to call another play most of the time. So who does Ole Miss still have on their schedule? So they play well, Georgia. They play Georgia, week. right? And then they'll mm-hmm. have. Mississippi State, I think they should have one more SEC Mississippi game State before that. Mississippi State is so bad, so they're winning that. Like, they, right. they could really, realistically. No, I think it's Mississippi State and Georgia, and then they'll have their sort of warm-up cupcake game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a legitimate chance that they are a one-loss team not in the SEC championship. So, <laughs> I don't want to ask you what chances you're giving them to beat Georgia because they are opening as double-digit underdogs. That's a, that's a weird way to ask that question. The question I do want to ask you is, pretend they do beat Georgia. Just pretend. They're on the road. They probably won't beat Georgia. they got to go into Sanford. That's, hard to, that's a hard place to win Sanford Stadium. But pretend they do. I just, just, what happened? I mean, this is the... This is, <laughs> This is the game that dude, since dude. Kiffin was fired on the tarmac at USC. Remember yeah. that? He was fired at the airport. Since that day, this is the game he's been building his career back for. If they don't get into the playoffs and that happens, they, Ole Miss fans, lose their minds. Yeah, because Even with the win, uh, they are not in the SEC because, championship. Because, I mean, that's that was Bama, I don't remember what year, but several years ago as, they won, as like a one-loss team. Is that a uh, way <laughs> that the SEC can get two in, right? Because <laughs> their losses to Miss, Bama. Ole Miss and Bama. Both teams beat Georgia, and both teams have one loss. I would say still probably not. Pro- I mean, but if it, FSU a, lost, Texas FSU dropped loses, another, Texas loses. There's a path. Uh, who there's do, a who window. Do, who do Washington and Oregon play besides each other in the championship game? Like they, could, could one they of got them? Like, I think they got Washington's got Washington State left. Obviously, they're both. I don't think that they play the, any of the tougher teams. They've gotten past the tough part of their schedule leading into December. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is so. This part of the podcast, we normally just I name off some other scores and and we'll just kind of give a, a very quick thought on it. Sure. We don't go into too in depth about this, but. Uh, Michigan beating Purdue 41-13. Do you care to say anything about that, or are they just still rolling along in your mind? In your yeah, mind? They're, like, there's always a chance that spoiler makers could could show up, but yeah, no. Michigan, yeah. Michigan's good. <laughs> they're good at football. Uh, Oregon going for style points, obviously. Uh, they're in that part of the year. Yeah. Uh, so 63-19 over Cal. This is a clear case of a team going for style points. Yeah, and Oregon's incredible. Like I think I. I do think Oregon is better than Washington. I, I think too. I think they win the Pac-12 and get into the playoffs. Uh, Clemson. Uh, Dabo's telling you that if you can buy stock in Clemson, buy it, buy it all out right now. He's still giving us credit comments. Uh, 31-23, though, over Notre Dame. Uh, most shocking uh, game of the day. Um, yeah. Like I, that, was, that was like one of the very few upsets that happened, but I, I thought Notre Dame would come out and just murder them. So the can fact that put, Clemson... Can this put Clemson back on the right path, or is four losses too many for us to talk about them like that? 
uh, season's a wash for them, regardless of what happens throughout. Like, yeah, I guess the answer is: Is Dabble actually going to hit the transfer portal or stick to his 1980s style of football? Yeah. Uh, Oregon State, Colorado. Colorado's now lost six of the last seven, I believe. Oof, yeah. It feels like forever ago that we were talking about them maybe being a 10-win team the way that they opened yeah. the season. I mean, the hyperbole that came out of week one with yeah. Colorado. I mean, they not were... that they haven't been a good story. Not that they haven't exceeded expectations. Not that, that Deion Sanders doesn't have a good thing going on They were on ranked after, after week three. Yes. Like... But the amount of hyperbole that came out of it was crazy. You know, talking about them like they could go on and, and challenge Oregon in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas lost six games in a row. And then proceeded to beat Florida in overtime. Florida's so bad. Though. How is Florida this Florida's pathetic? so bad. How is Florida so, so pathetic? My favorite part is that they brought out these special uniforms that, first of all, looked terrible. And Florida then, does not and, have special uniforms and then well. they And then they lost to Arkansas. Hilarious. Florida <laughs> has one throwback uniform that I love. It's the one with the F on the... I don't know what they call it, but it's the one with the F on... And they... That should be the only alternate they wear if, if they don't want to make that their permanent, which they could. Um, my oh, God. Uh, all right, now we move on to the pickums. This is where we just, you know, I'm going to give you a spread, and you're going to tell me if you think they cover. Very easy stuff. Alabama, minus 10.5 at Kentucky. Double-digit favorites now. We haven't been double-digit favorites in a minute. Yeah, I think we, we cover that. I actually do. Uh, Close. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it is a blowout, but I think we, we let's cover it. Let's, let's check our comments, too, before we go too much into that. Oh, let's see. Um, oh, okay. We'll talk a little Miami FSU. Ralph Reynolds is covering Miami FSU this weekend uh, because he works in Panama City, and you know that's it's a big game, man. Uh, Florida State's a double-digit favorite as well. I think I have them on here. No, I don't. Uh, they're, but they're a double-digit favorite over Miami. What do you need to look for? Florida State has been coming out flat. Florida State is clearly far and away the best team in the ACC, but they come out. And they play down their competition too often. Miami is not better than Florida State. But this game could be close because the Knolls do such a bad job of coming out and beating teams big that they should beat big. That hasn't been yeah. their moniker. Uh, they also yeah, have two really good receivers that didn't play last week, Keon Coleman. And uh, why did he run fast? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, okay. Johnny Wilson. <laughs> Uh, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson are both potential day one, day two picks in the NFL draft and maybe the best pair of receivers in the country right now outside of the ones at LSU uh, and Ohio State. So, yeah, Keon Coleman's awesome. I uh, hope he makes an excellent catch. Are you? Uh, I, I'm going to ask you later, I suppose, or you can say in the comments if you're shooting that game because I'm going to want to see that footage. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Oh, we got a lot of comments this week. Thank you guys so much. Fencer is shooting that. That's, that's exciting. Uh, JMU, undefeated. Fantastic. We've got a Patrick super, Clown in the super, comments. Super unfortunate that they can't go to a bowl. or like like. That's a great question. Hey, what is the MC jersey of the week? I actually have an answer <laughs> for that. I don't have a picture of it, but I'll pull it up on my phone and just show you uh, old school uh, because it's actually... Please say it's not Florida. Um, it is not, let's see, I gotta scroll a little bit. It is ECU, but the helmets they wore this Ooh, past weekend, yeah. you saw yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It was ECU with these helmets. Yeah, because that's not blurry. 
but yeah, she does have a the, the, the helmets that ECU wore this past week. That's her um, that's her one of the week. Okay, Alabama minus ten and a half at Kentucky. I do want to spend a little bit. Uh, do you see a potential for a sleepwalking game for Alabama? Noon game, big rival win, all that stuff. Do you do you see any way that they kind of come out flat as they have been so prone to do? Or is Kentucky just too bad for us to consider that? Kentucky's not bad. Not so bad. It, yeah. <laughs> so so like it 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 could happen, but normally like when those sleepwalking games happens, it happens after we've like murdered seven teams in a row and then we come out yeah. like against a team that we should murder again and we're just not playing to our full potential. This season has been so weird for Alabama in that they they haven't been playing to their potential until the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. I think that that kind of like trajectory that's honestly like more normal of like improving over time, I think they come out and, and like play the way they have the last several weeks. I don't think they destroy Kentucky because Kentucky is good, but like I think we, we cover that spread pretty easily. We do always like to give a score prediction on the podcast for Alabama's games. So I haven't thought of one yet, but let's think of one real quick. I'm going to go 35-17. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and people will go, Alabama's defense isn't giving up 35 to Ken- or 17 to Kentucky. Man, I'm still second with it. Yeah, I'm uh, about the same, like 21-35. I think I think we win by Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, think we, oh. <laughs> I think we win by, by two touchdowns. Give or take, um, decently scoring game. I do expect a slow first quarter. I don't expect a yeah. slow entire first half this week. Yeah. But I do not think that they will. Uh, you know what? I know a quick way to score here. Watch this. Four verts. No, if I'm playing on if I'm playing on varsity, Tri- I, I can I can just uh, <laughs> I can just spam the read option probably <laughs> to the end zone or I'll fumble. Who knows? Actually, that's a t- I'm not. You know what? We're gonna run it anyway. Nope. Let's <laughs> uh, call timeout. I know I have one left. Uh, Michigan, four and a half point favorites at Penn State. This is an interesting one because this is Penn State's Penn State. first true test. I mean, genuinely first true test that they've had all season long. I didn't. Penn State's first? I know. Or Michigan. Okay, I was going to say Penn State played. First team that Michigan's played, and we are to the uh, second week in November. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't Michigan have the like hardest remaining strength of schedule? Um, college football. I think it's either Michigan or, up there, or, or Georgia has Georgia has a good one, yeah. Uh, Which is fair because they haven't played anybody yet this year. Yeah. Um, Michigan four and a half. I think they cover that. I think they win by a touchdown. I do um, too. I didn't see. I didn't see a ton from. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What an underthrow. Is it fourth and seven? The camera's blocking. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I gotta pick up a first down here. Yeah, at the end of the day, Michigan. Michigan's good. I I think Michigan wins the Big Ten. I think they beat Ohio State for the second year, third year in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they they just take care of business. Oh, great throw. Um, Washington is a nine and a half point favorite against Utah, which this is. I guess we didn't Ooh. mention Utah as a team that Washington's playing, but that is a team that can beat them. Yeah, Utah is a trap game. For every team they play, like Utah could win any game. I mean, they beat like USC whether twice last year, yeah, whether whether they're they're ranked or not, like Utah could win any game, surprisingly. So, um, with that said, I 
think Washington comes out and smokes them. Like, I don't think it's close. I've got Utah covering. Really? I think this game is closer than people think. What was the spread again? Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, I think I think Utah covers this. I don't. I can't. Did he catch that? Yeah. I can't exactly tell you why. I just think Utah is really here's, good at getting up for these games. Here's the thing: Utah got murdered by um, who was it? USC. Mm-hmm. Game day was was in Salt Lake, and like I had Utah winning that game, and I think if if that Utah team shows up, Washington, was like Washington, just. Put on. Washington will will score yeah. fifty on him if if that kind of Utah team shows up. Um, so it depends who shows up, but I I think Washington wins pretty easily. Uh, interesting spread here. Tennessee is only a one point favorite against Mizzou. One point. One point. I think it's just too easy with Milrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is why I shouldn't play. You're just you're doing fine without me. Um, Oh, that's weird. I, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee wins that game regardless. So, yeah. I, I think Tennessee crushes the, them. Yeah. I, I don't know that I like that one point. I know Missouri's been good, but I, I just, people fall off on teams like Tennessee because they lost that, I guess we'll count that, They <laughs> because they lost that one game to Alabama. But Tennessee is just as good as they have been. They're better than, than Missouri. Yeah. I know they're at Missouri, but I'm not afraid to play there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know if they destroy like Tennessee wins the game regardless. I think it's on a touchdown or two. So Georgia ten and a half at Ole Miss. No, at home, I should say. At home against Ole Miss. Ten and a half. Big spread for a top ten matchup, but uh, makes sense. Oh. Uh Georgia does not cover that. They don't. I think they do no. easily. You think you think Georgia beats them by more than ten? I and do. Half? Really? I still don't find myself believing in November Kiffin. I know That's that he. Fair. I know that he beat. I know that he beat Jimbo last week, but I mean, but it's also a and season. A&M season, like, season is, is over as as Clemson's. I mean, it's done. So I'm not going to get all. And they beat him by three. You know, they didn't go out and crush a And M. Yeah. They A and M could have won that game. I'm not impressed with what Ole Miss did last week. If you want to talk to me about it, I mean, we talked about him as a potential playoff team this couple minutes ago. Sort of handed tongue in cheek, but. No, I, 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 don't see, I don't see Lane Kiffin having anything for, for Kirby Smart in November right now. Yeah. I just I don't see it. I think this is a 17-point loss or more. I think... Uh, Love to be wrong. I think either it is a, a shootout-style game and Georgia wins a close one, or it's a shootout-style game and Ole Miss wins a close one. I do not think it is a... Either way, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a very close game. How about our last one on here? Oh, this spread's just huge. This is a huge spread. Oregon 16 and a half against USC. What on earth? Nice act, by the way. I was not controlling that player. Uh, Oregon 16 and a half at USC? Uh, at home against USC. But oh, yeah, they cover that. You think they, beat, you think they beat them by 17 or more? Yeah, Oregon is scary good, I think. They are scary good. Oregon should be undefeated if their coach didn't make bonehead decisions. I'm still mad at, about. So Washington just beat USC by 10. Do you think that Oregon is seven points better than that at home against them is kind of the question. Yes. One more full touchdown better. Yeah. Uh, the more I talk myself into it, the better of a I, I, th- I think Oregon beats them by, by three or four touchdowns. Like, I think they come out and destroy them. 
Caleb Williams against Knicks. That's that's the that's Caleb Williams. I I just I'm having a hard time yeah, seeing he is, Caleb Williams not look losing good. to or he's looked awesome. Well, he's looked very good. I won't say awesome. He hasn't been as good as last year. Yeah, fair enough. That defense is the problem. Man, that USC defense. They did fire their defensive coordinator though, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them a positive for that. I'm gonna say USC covers just barely, like a like a like a. 13. They, they lose by 13 or 15. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I'd like to see. I'm going to be interested to see who's right about that next week. Um, okay, so that's us talking about the games. Now, just a couple more discussion topics before we wrap up. Uh, great comeback. In the, in the, in the, hey, great win. Great win. Great dub. Um, we can start another one because we've got a couple more things. So, we do have to talk about the Michigan sign stealing thing. <laughs> do, I've do sort of avoided to? it as much as I could on the podcast for a while. Like, we've touched on it. And I went on a very heated rant about it probably two or three weeks ago. But the longer this lingers and the more the messy the, the playoff is looking, the more of a big deal it is. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I. what do you think the NCAA should do here? Or Big Ten or anybody? Or I mean, we all know probably nothing happens. But. No, nothing's going to happen, at least not this season. Yeah. Like, like, maybe they... Uh, in the off season, they actually do an investigation or whatever, and whatever. But like, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think they're going to do anything this season. I'm honestly kind of similar to you. I'm just tired of hearing about it. the The only football thing that I am more tired of hearing about is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing about Michigan and the sign stealing thing. It's like if they were going to do something, they would have done something. Like, do I do I think they should do something? Yes, if they if they violate, like, it seems pretty clear that they like they violated a whole lot of rules and and sent uh, whatever this dude's name Connor Stallions whatever yeah. like to to steal signs like the evidence seems pretty damning. It's they should do something. I don't think they're going to. The rumor gonna... I saw was like another suspension for Harbaugh, like a two game or three, like something small. Here's my thing. They were caught this year. Yes. Cheating. Yeah. Right? Breaking the, like you heard Norwood say at the top of the podcast, you know, like actively cheating very and, recently here. I put on Arizona State. And um, and cheating cheating in a way that actually has legitimate impact against yeah. about the game. So like you, you, Competitive you, you, advantages. you think back to, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when, uh, when USC had to vacate all all of their wins and uh, um, because of uh, what was it Reggie Bush yeah uh, like they paid him or whatever right. that had no actual impact on the competitive the competitiveness of the, yeah. of the game or whatever because also because everybody was doing it at that point um, yeah like I mean. It's a serious thing, and they should do something. The reason I'm so sick of hearing about it is because they would have done... Oh, that was dumb. Oh. Uh, because if, if they were going to do something, they would have done something by now. But they're just twiddling their thumbs, and it's Yes. And the, the, right? the timing of it is awkward, because you know how slow the NCAA moves. Plus, investigations take a while, no matter who's doing the investigating, but especially in the case of the NCAA. And... You know, Michigan is the odds-on favorite to win it all right now. I mean, they are the they are the national championship betting favorites on a lot of sites and a lot of sports really? books. Yeah, uh, above Georgia. Just I mean, they haven't come close to losing. Georgia's they they've been 
Michigan's looked more solid wall-to-wall. They've, they've had less hiccups. Um, they do probably everything at a higher level right now against lower competition. Obviously, they haven't played a ranked team. But this sign-stealing thing matters. I mean, it genuinely yeah. oh, matters. Yeah, yeah. If, if, they're obviously currently not still doing it, and they're still winning their games, you know, without doing it. <laughs> Are you, are you it, sure the they're not still I doing guess I'm it? Not sure. I don't know, but an example should be made of them. I don't know that it will be made of them, um, and I don't know what example needs to be made. But to it's messy, man. I don't even. I don't, I don't have anything else really to to go. And I'm glad I don't have to be yeah. the one that does this. Heisman odds. Who do you like to win it? I'm not asking who your who the favorite is right now. Who do you think wins it in December? Um. It's between, I think, Jaden Daniels and, um, I'm blanking on his name, Washington's uh, quarterback. Penix, uh, yeah. Penix, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's between the two of them. I might actually lean Bonex right now. Oddly For enough, sure. I don't know that, I don't think Washington makes the playoff, which is going to kind of, I'm about to ask that question too. That's going to be my last question before we just talk or do whatever we want or end the the stream if we want. Um, I think Bo Nix. I don't, because I, I don't think Washington beats Oregon in a rematch. And I yeah. don't think Penix is going to win the Heisman if he loses that last game of the season. That's fair. Yeah. Right? If, Even if, though Caleb Williams did. But if Bo Nix comes out and, and puts on a performance against Washington, like, I think that's like what's going to happen. I don't, I think Milrose too little, too no, late. I don't think Milrose. Right? Yeah. He's, if he'd been playing like Miller, this a month ago, yes. He would have to put up like God numbers yeah. in and the I don't next think he will. four weeks. So. I don't think he deserves that. I don't think I, I, you can't spend half of your season playing legitimately not very good football and win the Heisman. Yeah. Um, and I just Marvin Harrison Jr. If he has a couple big catches against Michigan, would be another guy I'd put in there. Um, I guess I'd have to go bone. There's not a ton of guys right now. Yeah, it's a quarterback race this year. Like I, th- I don't think. All right. So give me your four teams. In the playoff, ooh, this uh, is the tough one. This is this is the this is the question that separates the men from the boys at this point of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, take that because I can't do both at the same time and think. But um, I would say I don't see Florida State losing, and I think they went out there in, um, and they had the easiest road there. Mm-hmm. And then the tricky thing is, it's a it's winner of the Pac-12, uh, winner of the SEC, winner of the Big Ten. I think are the three in. So I think it's going to be Oregon, um, Michigan, and Georgia. So I think Oregon, Michigan, Georgia, Florida State is the four. I think Bama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship. I'm going to go... Oregon goes in as the one seed. Ooh. That'd be fun. (laughs) I think... think I don't think that happens if Michigan wins out to get in, like or no, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already talking myself out of this. I'm going to put Ohio State in. I don't, I don't have Michigan beating them anymore. Really? No, because I don't. I'm tired of Michigan. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't have no no real reason for it other than nobody don't like them. Nope. <laughs> if anybody wants to call me out in a month and tell me I was wrong, so be it. I'm gonna go Ohio State. I'm going to go Alabama. It's my favorite way, to, it's my favorite way to pick games. It's right? just like, I don't like them. Alabama's going to win out. They're going to be Georgia because I want it to happen, just like the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, and Oregon. That'll be a, that'll be my four. 
Now, not in that order. Florida State will be the four, yeah. despite being undefeated. Um, yeah. Okay. I can live with that. Now, I know that Alabama has very little chance of actually beating Georgia, but he's a little bit slower than Milrow. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> but, uh, hey, what else? Um, let's, let's talk. Uh, uh, give, me, give me the rugby. Uh, so, Parker's a big rugby guy. <laughs> Give me a little rugby update. What's going on in the world of rugby these days? Uh, rugby World Cup just ended a couple weeks ago. Um, it was uh, uh, New Zealand versus South Africa. South Africa won. Um, good game. It was a good match. Yeah, it was, I think it was like a, they won by three points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so now Premiership Rugby, which is the main league that I follow in the UK, is starting up in the last few weeks. Um, Who's your squad? Bristol Bears. Yeah, I lived in Bristol for four years, so uh, they're they're a very meh team. <laughs> they're not good. They're not great. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Um, uh, one other thing before we forget, we have to uh, mention uh, the uh, the fact that Mississippi State oh, yes. had a what was it twelve minute drive that resulted in their only three points of the game. Yeah. Amazing. 12-minute drive. Absolutely man. incredible. I don't even want to watch that, that like, game. How... I like hearing about it, but I don't want to watch yeah, that. Yeah, no, not at all. But how do you have... How do you even take 12 minutes for a drive? How does that happen, like, mathematically? Is this going to be a touchdown up the seam? He's double-covered, but I'm throwing it anyway. Easy. Oh, nailed it. Um, what do I need to know about Hockey. So far into the year, I'm not. You know how how are the how are your Preds doing? But then uh, on top of that, who's the best team in the league? And then how are my Florida Panthers doing? The the Preds are the best 500 team in the league. We are okay. go, we are going to be right in the middle the entire season. I think. I think like consistently we win a game, lose a game, win two, lose two. Um, can you win a? Can you? And this is me not knowing that is, about hockey. Can you win? A Stanley Cup being that type of team. Can you get hot and win it all being one of those 500 teams? Because of the way that the that like, like getting into the playoff system works, so it's based off of points, not mm-hmm. record. Like uh, That would be really tricky to get enough points yeah. to even make the playoffs. Because the reason I ask that, is, so. like in the NBA, because it's seven-game series, it's not like baseball where like there's enough randomness that a team like the Diamondbacks can make the World Series. Yeah. Like in the NBA, it's usually you, the usually the cream rises at the top, right? Usually the best teams. Occasionally, teams get upset in the playoffs, but usually the one or two seeds are always sort of there at the end. LeBron's usually there at the end. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that does, is that the way it kind of works in hockey, or nope. do you see? Is it more like baseball, where like the Diamondbacks would get hot? And- there is much more randomness, and and you run into a hot hot goalie can make or break your your playoff run. So, um, I mean... I just realized I didn't even have this game up here anyway. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, there, so there's uh, uh, eight teams per conference get yeah. into the playoffs, and uh, multiple times a the number eight has made it to the Stanley Cup or won the Stanley Cup. Like, it, it can yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I that's, think that's very L- rare. LA, in LA in, like, 2011, 2012 won. Nashville, when we made it to the, the playoffs, we were the last team... Into the into the playoffs, and then we went to the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely possible, but like where we're going right now, we we need to start winning more games than we're losing if we're going to even get into the playoffs. Yeah. Reds. Um, but yeah, good teams this year. Um, uh, Vegas, Vegas is scary good. Um, I 
they won the Stanley Cup last year and have returned basically their whole squad. Um, they're very good and scary. Um, I learned Boston, the dumbest thing about Colorado, recently, yeah. by the way. What's that? So when they add an expansion team like Vegas a couple years ago, they get their pick of basically... Like, there's not enough protected players in hockey, it sounds like. Basically, uh, you just yeah. go steal, like, they... some of your best players. Like, and, and, the, and football, like, when they added the Texans yeah. when we were kids. Like, teams can protect a ton of players, and then the Texans are just left to pick from the scraps, and they always are terrible. But, like, expansion teams are always good starting out in hockey because they just get to pick a bunch of insanely not, good players. It historically was not like that. So, um, it, they they changed the rule. So, for the long... for. Uh, up until like the mid '90s or whatever, there was I don't know like 20, 22, 24 teams in the NHL, and then they had in the late '90s and early 2000s a bunch of expansions that brought it up to uh, to 30 teams, mm-hmm. um, and that's where it was for uh, 15 years, 20 years, something like that. Um, and all of those expansion teams back in the '90s and early 2000s were hot garbage yeah. for the longest time, Nashville included in that, like because the, the rules for the expansion were not beneficial to those teams. Um, so the, most two re- the two most recent uh, expansion teams, Vegas and Seattle, they changed the rules and limited the number of players that you could protect. So you could protect all of your superstars pretty easily, and everybody did, but uh, basically every team had to have one or multiple players that were like like good players like like yeah. not not like like superstars best players ever but like like pretty decent um so like vegas when they first uh entered the league they oh i was, <laughs> I tried to do was a fake field goal. interesting yeah. interesting decision i tried um, a bunch of plays i never try yeah <laughs> that's Ve- so vegas, weird, yeah vegas they i think their first year they made it to the Stanley Cup. They lost uh, to somebody that I can't remember who. Um, um, but yeah, they they like they were good right off the bat. And Seattle was is okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Vegas. Vegas has been in the league. Jeez, he just got trucked. Um, Vegas has been in the league four years, five years now. Yeah, and they won a Stanley Cup. Right, that's, like, that's and there there awesome there are. There are like five teams from that that expansion era in the '90s and early 2000s that have not won a team. Like Nashville hasn't, Columbus Blue Jackets haven't. Got, what happens? Yeah, oh, uh, Andrew had a typo on this one because he said, "What happens if the NCAA, the new NCAA game is bad?" But what he meant oh, to no. say, "What happens when it's bad?" <laughs> uh, and I'll still buy it on every console that I have to buy it on unless it's crossplay. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't like buying sports games. No, I will be most of the time, but I will be getting NCAA. Like I'll it's be, been it's been ten years. Like I have to get it. Like I'll be pissed if I don't do an online dynasty with Andrew and you and Norwood. I'll have like <laughs> nine going. I used to in college. Like they, I would. I had like three or four different online dynasties. Are they going to do crossplay? Real back then. It, you know. Well, he, Andrew's saying in the comments that the new Madden is crossplay, which I didn't know because I haven't really checked into Madden in a while. Um, but if it has crossplay, then I only have to buy it once. But I will, if it doesn't have crossplay, I will be buying it for Xbox and PlayStation, even if it sucks. Yeah. Genuinely, even if it's, I just have multiple leagues of people that I want to be playing. Yeah. Um, that's the most hyped I've ever been for a video game that I know going in is going to suck ass. <laughs> like, I know it's going to suck because it's made Cause by it's EA, EA and, you know, but, EA's and they're so going to find a way to put 
ultimate team in there and you're going to be, you know, uh, yeah, gonna, I can't wait for all the paywalls. I need to try to get my Tim Tebow card or I can spend $75 right now on one kind of deal. Um, no. anyway, I don't think I've got anything else. And I'm getting a little hungry, which is kind of why I'm sort yeah, of yeah. ending the stream. I'm thinking about the leftover that I've not had dinner either. So well, we broke records with the amount of comments and congruence uh, streamers yeah, we had. So you should be on here thing. more often. And anytime, uh, I mean, yeah. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Um, I'm happy to take over for Norwood permanently. Well, if I had my way, you would you would you would be on here every week. We'll just get more people. We'll get more co-hosts. Uh, all right, appreciate you guys watching. Uh, check us out next week about the same time. See you then.